Thank you for joining us at St. John the Divine for the last week of Epiphany. Please stick around till the end of the podcast where you'll get this week's announcements. Before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain. Grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. Our first reading this morning is from Exodus. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone before because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the... Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining. And Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. The word of the Lord. We will continue with Psalm 99 in your bulletin. The Lord is king. Let the people tremble. He is enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth shake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is high above all peoples. Let them confess his name, which is great and awesome. He is the Holy One. Almighty King, lover of justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and fall down before his footstool. He is the Holy One. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among those who call upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them out of a pillar of cloud. They kept his testimonies in the decree that he gave them. O Lord, our God, you answered them indeed. You were a God who forgave them, yet punished them for their evil deeds. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and worship him upon his holy hill. For the Lord our God is the Holy One. Our second reading is from Corinthians. Since then we have such a hope we act with great boldness, not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. But their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, when they hear the reading of the Old Covenant, that same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, veil lies over their minds, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, 
there is freedom. And all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. About eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, he saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory in the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said, to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. On the next day, when they came down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then, a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher! I beg you to look at my son. He's my only child. Suddenly, a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth and walls him, and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer? Must I be with you and bear you? Bring your son here. He was coming. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. There is something special about having the ability to be astounded at God's greatness. 
It is something that requires us to keep our eyes open. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. Luke's gospel reading that we heard today ends with this line after telling us about Jesus's transfiguration on the mountaintop and then coming down and healing a child that his disciples could not help. All were astounded at the greatness of God. Many times, human beings become amazed at our own perceived greatness, that which we believe ourselves to be able to do. The disciples, just before Jesus climbed the mountain, had been sent out by the 70, two by two, to go out and to heal. They were given authority by Jesus himself just before he climbed that mountain with Peter, James, and John. But when he came down that mountain, he found that his disciples that he had sent out were unable to cleanse this boy of the Spirit. Human authority is tenuous and often overstated. We believe ourselves to have it. I have found in my lifetime in personal interactions, occasionally I think we've all encountered people who are bullies. You know, I often think when I think of a bully, I think of Nelson Muntz on The Simpsons. You know who I'm talking about, right? You know, and and the thing about Nelson in in this series, of course, has been on for like 30-some years, so at some point I assume you've seen this. But, you know, if you ever see his home life, you see how troubled his home life is. So, And this is kind of a stereotype and a trope of schoolyard bullies. But I think there's some truth to that. It speaks a greater truth that often people who are bullies... They go to great lengths to pretend that they have power. But it is a fortress of power that is built upon a crumbling foundation of sand. Bravado is a sign of our inner weakness. It's overcompensating for what we do not possess. Like many of you, I've been watching the news nonstop this week, and I find myself in these moments watching world events and feeling helpless while these things are unfolding. For me, it speaks to my own realization of of personal powerlessness. I can watch and literally do nothing. I mean, sure, I could probably do little things, but in the grand scheme of things, I realized in my own sense of who I am in the grand scheme of things, I really can't alter the course of human events. But these also speak to how human beings will try and produce power and authority at the end of a gun or sword or missile, or even sometimes through diplomacy, and trying to show strength. What often happens is we mere mortals end up exposing our own fragility. So even for those disciples in the gospel, left at the foot of the mountain, as Jesus, James, and Peter, James, and John climbed up, though for those disciples who may have believed themselves powerful because they had been in Jesus' presence, and yet when Jesus comes down, he says, 
In what feels like very harsh words, you faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? This is a reminder that Jesus is telling us he is on his way to the cross. And while it is a spoken and perhaps in frustration, it seems harsh. It's also a reminder that even those close to Jesus can put their faith in their own power and sometimes forget the true power, true power lies with God. So that is the scene at the foot of the mountain. But on top of the mountain, we witness something else. We see something very different. Mountaintop experiences are something that I think many of us have experienced. Now, I will say this, though. I grew up in Kansas. There aren't a lot of mountaintop experiences to be had in Kansas. But I'm just going to say something about that. That as a native Kansan, I am going to say that Kansas can always brag that it is the seventh flattest state. Yeah, take that, Delaware. But anyway, because I grew up in a place that was, let's just say, more hilly than mountainous, I actually remember the first literal mountaintop experience I had. And it was when I was 12, my mom and I took a train to Colorado. And... Uh, we rented a car and we drove to Colorado Springs. And I remember as we were driving, we could see the haze in the distance starting to clarify and one big bump on that haze, which was Pikes Peak. A couple days later, we took a train up Pikes Peak. Now I will say the first thing I remember about that is getting off the train and about passing out because of course the air was so thin. But the other thing I remember is you could literally see our home state from the top of that mountain. Mountaintop experiences give you a small glimpse and just a tiny little glimpse of our own frailty. They remind us how small we are in the universe. I mean, let alone how small our planet is and our solar system it is and all that. But we just get that tiny little glimpse when we can stand up high and look down. For those disciples who went up the mountain with Jesus, they saw nothing less than the glory of God shown in the man whom they had been following. And not just that they saw the glory of God, but they also witnessed Moses and Elijah and what a wonderful scene that the scripture sets up for us of Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets and Jesus himself being the word incarnate. And on top of all of that, just as Peter was wanting to settle in, a cloud overcame them and they heard those words from heaven. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And as soon as that moment had begun, it was over. No time to dwell as Peter wanted to. Just time to go back down that mountain. <clears throat> Our psalm today says, The Lord is king. Let the people tremble. 
He is enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth shake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is high above all people. Let them confess his name, which is great and awesome. He is the Holy One. It is God who is above all, more powerful than all, rules over all. As we are in our last Sunday of Epiphany Tide, and we are approaching the beginning of Lent this Wednesday, we are going to be starting that season, that season that is a season of fasting and penitence, a season of humility. And it is in that season we should remember first and foremost that human authority and power are nothing compared to the greatness of God. We are weak, and yet, and yet, in our times of greatest weakness, we still find strength in God's glory. This, friends, is the transfiguration narrative. It shows us that mountaintop, it shows us that mountaintop experience and reminds us that we are not empowered by ourselves, but by the God who loved us enough to send his son, his chosen. It is a reminder that all human authority is dwarfed in comparison to the authority of the divine. For all the things that we believe about our own selves, it is a reminder that God is above all, over all, and in charge of all. And all were astounded. Thank you for joining us this week. If you'd like to worship with us in person, we have church services at 9 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we're located at 216 East Chandler Boulevard, Burlington, Wisconsin. If you'd like more information about what we do, please visit our church's website, which is in our podcast notes. Thank you. Thank you for joining the St. John the Divine podcast. If you're interested in worshiping with us, you can visit us at 9 a.m. at our church, which is at 216 East Chandler Boulevard in Burlington, Wisconsin. If you want to learn more about us, you can click the link in the description or visit stjohnthedivine.org. Just remember, we're the one in Burlington, Wisconsin, not the cathedral in New York. Have a great day. Bye.